podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Welcome to episode 431 of Film Bastards. I got the episode number right that time, didn't I? You did indeed. Thank you, Mark. Coming up on this week's show is me, Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. And Becky Foster, hello everyone. Hello, hello. What a car crash. Let's get this back on track. Coming up on this week's show, our review is of Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, which we saw in the cinema over the last couple of weeks. And hey, it's already on fucking HBO Max in the US. The world is a weird place, but that's the world we are in. Um, So we'll also have some news, trailers, uh i believe we got a good chunk of what we watched and um we got quite a few uh twitter questions this week as well so we'll go through those yep. thank you guys um yeah. hmm? yeah. oh fuck yes actually i'm just gonna finish up the rigmarole and then we'll go straight into that so we are podsyndicate.com for other like-minded shows such as The Rewatch Project, Chin Schroeger vs. Punter, his film Her Movie, Entertainment Land Film and Phil, and the Iron Sequel, and patreon.com forward slash film bastards for early releases of our regular episodes and bonus shows. We've just recorded our latest Michael Mann show looking at The Insider. So, uh, yeah, $2 a month um, help keep the lights on. You know, uh, definitely don't want to be like just hosting everything for free on Anchor at the moment because they're owned by Spotify and I don't (laughs) like Spotify at the moment. So help us pay for our hosting, please. That would be really nice. Um, So 
without further ado, Bex, you missed last week because uh, your car was fucked. Um, still, still not great, to be honest. It's due its MOT now, which it is going to spectacularly fail. Fantastic. But at least its exhaust isn't <laughs> falling off anymore. So does that. Uh, silver lining um, the exhaust isn't going to fall off so um, Bex yes please do uh, what lists do you have to grace us with um, okay well I've, I've done I think the same lists as you guys did Great. Um, but yeah I'll, I'll run through them relatively quickly because obviously we've got got a show a big show today um, so do you want them in any particular order or uh do what you feel. Mm. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so disappointments I'll go with because, you know, get the negative out of the way. I mean, there is more negative, to be fair. Um, top five disappointments for me were the little things. I really wanted that to be good. It was not good. I didn't mind it. It's fine, but it's not good and it could have been so much like better and it looked like it was going to be this kind of like atmospheric thrillery type movie and it just it just wasn't um the woman in the window mm. almost made my worst of list to be honest because it didn't make shit. your worst of list yeah no, that's i was more disappointed in it than than worst of with mm. it so, 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 so you were full parent mode I'm not angry i'm just disappointed yeah <laughs> Because yeah, again, it looked intriguing from the trailer. People need to stop making good trailers for shit movies and just own their shit movie. That's fair. Um, and they stop need to stop making. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And shit movies, shit trailers for good movies. But then you go in and you're like, ah, okay. Um, in the Heights should have been better. Yep. Isn't. Um. <laughs> that was in all of our disappointments. Was it? <laughs> Uh, West Side Story was a real disappointment for me. I I really wanted him to do something with a remake of that, and it's just a beat for beat. So, yeah, disappointing. And French Dispatch, because I normally like Wes Craven movies. Wes Craven? You know what I mean. Wes Anderson um, movies, <laughs> unlike... Yeah. I, I watched a show Wes Craven's French Dispatch. Yeah, it would be a very different movie. <laughs> I, but I, I normally like Wes Anderson movies, and with the exception of that awful Moonrise Kingdom thing. Um, but this is, it starts off so strong as well, which I think makes it more disappointing. It starts off really strong and then just falls off a fucking cliff. Um, so it's disappointing within itself, because it like, it, it fakes you out that it's going to be all right, and then it's not. Um, so yeah, disappointment surprises. Um the Kid Detective. The Kid Detective did not need to go so fucking hard. That is a great movie. And I really want to rewatch that, but I don't think it's on anything. It might be, actually. Let me have a look. Look it up. Um, Luca surprised me. Oh, yeah. Um, it looks, the animation on it, on the trailer, like it's a shit fucking trailer for Luca. Um, and the animation just looks ugly. And then it just like hits you square in the feels in the movie. So, yeah, Luca. Um, the Bob Ross documentary, does that count? Documentary, sure. is still a film? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think surprising because he's, he's a guy that I think is generally just recognised as being kind of a force for good, but 
over here we don't necessarily know that much about him mm. um and then i think it, it surprised me with like how huge he is in america mm. and and or more was um and i suppose like the the tumultuous shit that was going on in the background as well he's just there painting his little pictures and then there's all this fucking shit going on in the background um a classic horror story was one for me. I expected that, because I watched that on my own, didn't I? Yes. Um, and I expected it to be just like my kind of schlocky, shitty horror that I like. Nobody normal would. And it's actually much more clever than I thought it was going to be. Um, did Elizabeth watch this week as well? Or did Elizabeth watch it as well? No, I don't think she did on this one. Oh, okay. Um, and then Good on Paper was surprising because I, I I read something about it and I thought, I, th- I think you were at work or something, and I just thought, eh, fuck it, I'll give it a watch. I'm not really a big rom-com fan, but I'll give it a watch. And it's it's really good. It's really, I, like, the catfishing element of it is really quite well done. Cool. And then the end's just bonkers. So the second best uh, Eliza um, Schesslinger's movie that Netflix has made. That was the best. I think we all know. Was she in that? Yeah. <laughs> what it, was she in? Spencer fucking confidential. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. Um, regret yeah. I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll hear more about it later, I think. Um, okay. So my, my worst off in actually in order, because my disappointments and surprises weren't. Spiral. Yep. Fucking shit. Yep. Um, Eternals nearly got disappointments but then I realised it was just fucking shit <laughs> I really really hated that movie I think I need to rewatch it at some point but the thought of doing so just makes me furious it was in my surprises <laughs> oh god of course it was uh, Red Notice is in there which it's it's still shit but it, it made me less angry so that's why it's like it's um, it's more kind of objectively shit, I think. I think Eternals is subjective. Yeah. I hate Eternals. But I think everyone hated Red Notice. <laughs> yeah, it's so much that it's getting two sequels. Yeah, but that's not, that's not an indication of anything, is it? No. And it's got fucking... I, I, I don't know whether I'm happy or sad that The Rock is now problematic. Mm. I feel a little bit more justified in my dislike of him. He's fast becoming the artist formerly known as The Rock. It's like, The Rock was all right. The Rock was fucking, was fun and was, was, what is it? Dwayne Johnson's just this fucking algorithm that exists to get likes. Yeah. And shill tequila. Yeah. Um, he's he's fucking infected Fortnite now. I can't even bloody play a couple of rounds of Fortnite without that cunt around. Oh, like, is, he, is, he, is he shilling tequila on there as well? Oh, uh, no, he's no, I mean, he's not, but he's a yeah. fucking character and there's going to be a skin of him and there's going to be all sorts of rocks running around that I just. Alright, he'll bother with it. Can I point something uh, out? We, we've been team Vin. All time. Uncle Vin's been good to us. And yeah. we've been Team Vin from the fucking start. 
I think that there was a there was a time where I I liked seeing the rocking stuff and you know yeah. he's not oh, yeah I don't know it just him his personality just like the fact there is no personality it's just it it feels like like that so sorry tangent for a second so him commenting on that Joe Rogan post it just Fair enough. I mean, the the Joe Rogan post was actually relatively well measured and uh, like the proof's going to be in the pudding about what he does going forward. But, you know, The Rock would never be on an episode on a Joe Rogan episode because he wouldn't be able to have someone there constantly telling him what to say. Like, it feels like every single thing that guy says goes through his business manager and his lawyer before he actually goes ahead and says it and he i don't i just don't think he'd be able to be quote marks real you know i mean say that's one thing for joe rogan his fucking podcasts are so long that these people can just absolutely be opened up by him and i mean like his skills as an interviewer absolutely absolutely incredible, but I think he'd get fuck all out of the rock. Yeah, <laughs> he'd maybe get a he'd maybe get a free bottle of tequila, but I still reckon it would be a little bit like in that fucking in the opening scene of Cruel Intentions, where the rock will hand over the bottle of tequila and then we'll like write a little thing saying "build you up a bottle of tequila." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and just. I can't believe he actually mentioned tequila in that fucking reply. Like, he's a parody <laughs> of himself. Anyway, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I feel like he didn't always used to be like this, though. Like He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He's so unlikable now. It, 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 he, needs, he needs to take some time off. But the problem is, I think he's, I think he's a little bit addicted to the attention. Do, do you know what he's yeah. doing now? He was fucking um, quoted last week as saying that he's really close to announcing that he's going to be in a video game movie, and apparently it's going to be Call of Duty. So, like, it... it uh, no. It just feels a little bit, like, cool. Just go away, Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope, hope we just press for that. I hope all people talk to him about is Doom. <laughs> hey, remember when you were in Doom? That's what he needs to do. He needs to come back for a film adaptation of Doom Eternal. Play <laughs> yeah. Doom Guy. Have a fucking helmet on your head for the entire bloody thing. <laughs> thing is at some point his giddiness and his excitedness about the fact that he was kind of making it has become like this desperateness for more 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 mm. and it's like just fuck off and go on holiday for a year or so i, don't, I mean like he, he, there's even that show now young rock yes know. yeah where in the trailer for it because it, it, it crops up because i think it's it's on it's on one of the Sky channels. So if I'm watching, sure. when I was watching football, when it was about to sort of like debut and stuff like that, literally within the trailer for that, Young Rock references tequila. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, there's a point where um, it, it went, there's a little snapshot of scenes, obviously, because it's a trailer, where he's in a restaurant with his parents um, and they're handing over drinks, they're getting drinks orders and the waitress looks at 
what is it say? She says, oh, what do you want, street young man? And he goes, tequila. And it's like, before he bought that company, I had never seen him mention tequila at all. No, no. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, carrying on. Um, Ice Road is my next one. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... <laughs> it's not very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... <sighs> Again, it, it should be the kind of film that we like. Yeah, it is fun. kind of on our. It was really boring. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get another one that could have made my disappointments list, but then I decided it was just shit. Was Midnight in the Switchgrass? I really wanted this to be good. It's shit. <laughs> it's fucking awful. <laughs> um, just painful. Like. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Um. Mm. I kind of don't want to say the next one because I don't want to get shouted at in the uh, in the comments after the show airs. But my next one is Annette. The more I think about that film, the more it's just like it's fucking nightmare fuel, is Annette? You're right there. It is nightmare fuel. The doll and the fucking awful songs and just just everything about it, and it really thinks it's fucking deep as well, and it's I... just just painful it's painful <laughs> it really did click with you didn't it absolutely it's so fucking self-serious and earnest as well and it's like oh fuck off just fuck off with your shit songs <laughs> H- hated and uh, that probably should be higher actually but it's not because i know that's a me thing it's your list it's i know your list, but, yeah. i know um yeah, it probably should be higher. Uh, next one was Kingsman. I like mean, it, it should definitely be higher <laughs> than the Kingsman. Yeah, it probably should. Yeah, but then every time I see that click, that, that clip, sorry, in Cineworld of um, oh, Gemma Arthur going, welcome to the club. It's like, it makes me hate it a little bit more. <laughs> and because we go to the cinema quite often, it's, it's, it's knocked it up a few levels of hate. Since watching it, it's still not as bad as that fucking Pepsi Max advert. I hate that Pepsi Max advert. The fact that you have made an advert suggesting that the empty fucking bottles your product comes in <laughs> are better than the product itself—how did that get like through? Yeah. And that fucking woman <laughs> fucking drinking from that fucking stupid empty bottle. Change your marketing, Pepsi. It's shit. Can I put that in my top words? <laughs> Well, we. The fact that she fucking pretends to swallow it as well, and it's like, <laughs> oh god, she must be so fucking embarrassed filming that. I mean, like, she's probably she's probably doing it going. Oh, I mean, I can't wait to cash this check. I mean, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, chaos walking. Yeah. Yeah. Still don't really get why that was made. Nope. Should have just not bothered. Should have just left it on the shelf. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, they really should. It's the thing is, part of it is I don't like her, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, yeah, and I feel really awful that in my top three worst off of last year, I've got two Tom Holland films. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! The next one's Cherry. <laughs> um, oh, hell yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, just really not a good year for Tom. I mean, great, Spider-Man, but I think that's carefully curated, isn't it? Whereas, like, the decisions he's made kind of on his own, not been good ones. Maybe not. For no. 2020. But, I mean, I mean, Curse Walking's like three years, four years old. That is true, that is true. And it looks it. Um, and then my worst of 2021 was Old. <laughs> the film that, within my lifetime, is the closest I've ever come to walking out of the cinema. <laughs> You hated it that much. I really hated it. Like, whilst watching it, like, if I was, like, a cat or a dog, my hackles would have been raised throughout <laughs> that movie. Fair enough. It's, it's, and then, like, it, it does all this shit, and then the payoff shit. Shit, it's just, it's just crap. He's another one that needs to take a holiday. I mean, I know his output's not particularly high anyway, but just, like, a permanent... Stop making, stop making movies that servant tv show that he's made is apparently quite good maybe just concentrate on that okay no no you don't care but i'm saying you know maybe just leave movies alone i mean you could do because then i wouldn't have to watch any of them exactly exactly um and then top 10 um i understand you guys did top 15s so i'll do my five like nice honorable mentions i guess that um yep. that didn't quite make the top 10 but were up there uh, so Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. Fucking great film. Really want to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, the Night House. Yeah. Purely mm-hmm. for that scene alone where she schools that fucking mother. <laughs> that was great. Um, oh, that's another good passive aggressive one, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Roger. <laughs> Ian can't watch that again, otherwise his cock will explode. Oh. Um, <laughs> Malignant. I just thought the atmosphere and everything in that was was really really well handled. Yeah. Um, this one is very much a subjective, but Resident Evil is in my honourable mentions because <laughs> I, I, I love when computer game movies stick really closely to the, the the vibe of the games, and it just really fucking does. So yeah. Um, and then Swan Song for utterly breaking my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Still not over it. I will watch that at some point. I really think you should. It's really good. Um. So top ten, um, ten through to one. The Lost Daughter. Um, oh yeah. The more I think about it, having watched it, the just the the representation of the. I mean, really, there's guys in there, but it's the mainly female cast, and the women are the important ones in there. And I think it's just really well. The portrayals are really good. And well, the, one might say that the, the men are underwritten. <laughs> well, no, because they're not. Uh, I don't. I am They're not just fucking paper cutouts mm. like in a Michael Mann movie a woman would be. No, because I'm joking. I'm being facetious. Again, another subjective one. Sorry, guys, but Willy's Wonderland is my number nine. I fucking love that movie, and I expected on rewatch for it to like slip down and for me to be like, nah, you were just high on the concept. But no, it's fucking great. Um, I've cheated a bit with my next one because I've wrapped three movies up into one. I think you're alright with this. Um, but the Fair Street movies. Um, are my number are we on oh, sure. eight um, just a really really well done adaptation of essentially what are YA books um, they've not stuck to the plot necessarily of any of the particular books but they've kind of used the the like the MO I guess yeah. of the books to create the stories and all three of them are just really, really well done. Um, really polished as well, I think, for mm. what were 
they didn't feel like Netflix movies. The, 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 the thing is, what my worry of going to the Fair Street movies would be is the fact that there was, we knew there was going to be three of them and there were at least literally over we, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Was, is this just going to be elongated TV episodes? Mm. And it didn't. They, they felt like three separate. They did. They felt the, like complete movies in their own yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, possibly not so much the last one. The last I one, I think that then ties the other two together. Yeah, which but it is, felt like a sequel. Which is fair enough. Yeah, mm. I, I think they, I think they get away with wrapping it round for yeah. that. I think yeah. that's all right. I think you can definitely go. Mm. Oh, no, that made sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, number seven is the father. Um, do you know what that feels like ages ago? Yes. But like. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's like a year ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just think quite, quite a sensitive portrayal of like the dementia side of things, and very sad. You're not bothered by stuff, are you? Because oh. you're dead inside. Um, you what? Possibly. <laughs> uh, next one was Riders of Justice. Great film. Just mm. fucking solid, and what a great barn. What a fucking beautiful barn. It really is. <laughs> We've come to see you. We've come to talk about this thing. Can we see the bar? <laughs> I just, I think for you know, it's it's quite a serious movie, but then it it does have like little injected bits of humour that make it feel human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Green Knight. Yeah, you really like that. Didn't I you? really like the Green Knight. Yeah, I found it fascinating. I think taking something like a, you know, you you get adaptations of like various levels of history but medieval stories don't necessarily get much traction no because they're usually bomb horribly yeah and and because they're usually i think ridley (laughs) uh, yeah um the stories are are often a bit kind of like in what's the word that i'm searching for incomprehensible like they're a bit like fucking messy and shit and the green knight is it, it doesn't necessarily make narrative sense, but fuck me, it looks pretty. And I really liked the story of it as well. So, um, so yeah. Uh, Belfast is my next one. Ooh, Belfast is your number four. Yeah. Wow. Really, really liked Belfast. Belfast is my number four as well. Absolutely didn't expect to. No, you didn't, did you? No. Not, not least because it's got Judy Dench in it. Who you actually admitted was quite good in it. She won't read Denshi. Mm, she was very denshy. But she was kind of backgroundy, whereas normally she pushes herself to the fore like the fucking monster that she is. Had a bit of a, got a bit of a crush as well, didn't you? I mean, to be fair, they're a handsome couple, aren't they? They're a handsome couple. Yeah, yes. yeah. Couldn't work out for a little while which one was punching, and then de- decided it was Jamie Dornan. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think most people are punishing against Katrina Bell. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I really, really liked it. I think it was a really kind of, um, obviously it's set against the backdrop of what is going on, but then, but that's not the focus of the movie. And I think that's what's where its kind of power lies. It's showing you what's happening, but it's more showing you how it then affects these this individual family rather than the larger picture. Um, so yeah, um, top three, I think for me, are fairly fairly predictable. I've got Zach Schneider's Justice League is my number three. Nice. It's just bonkers that it's ju- it's 
it's just a completely different movie. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and, you know, not quite Tournament of Champions. Well, yeah, it's more than Tournament of Champions, yeah. 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 Literally, um, there's, there's no footage of the other movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just fucking great. And the thing is, it takes what was a, a, a week movie made by a weak, hideous man and then just puts it out there in all its glory and it kind of fixes it and mm. I like that and I want the sequel to that movie that I'll never get very well no. I, don't, I don't want it I want, I want I want it to be the fucking I want it to be Zack Schneider's blue balls <laughs> um, my number two is June my number two and my number one have flipped a lot hmm. but my number two is June on a rewatch um I stand by my, my, my food comparison with these two movies. Um, it is fantastic and it is sumptuous and it is it is like open-mouthed at the cinema, kind of awe-inspiring, this movie. But it just didn't quite get me in the same way as my number one, which was Tick, Tick, Boom. Which Hell yeah, sorry. Just fucking great, isn't mm. it? Like, it's it's... Becky, you watched that, you back-to-back that film the first day you watched it. I did. Yeah, I, I think that solidified it at that moment as going to be your number one movie of the year. Yeah, and then I rewatched it with you, and then I've rewatched it since. The same day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It was when you got home. Um, <laughs> I just I just love it, and I think it, it, it it's so... Oh, I don't... It, it, it just feels tangible to me like it feels like these people feel like people whereas I think something with a lot of films there's a distance there isn't there? they're not it doesn't feel like they're right there mm. like you could know them they don't feel like people so much as characters whereas these feel like people yeah I, I, I can't explain it better than that and I, I know somebody probably could but yeah you know what I mean don't you yeah yeah um so yeah that's my number one very good Ace. Good list. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, okay, cool. So. I'm tired now. <laughs> Sorry? I'm tired now. Did all the talking. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll skip news unless anyone had anything they really wanted to talk about. No, no, it's all good. Don't, don't cool. think much has happened anyway. Nah. Okay, so let's talk some trailers. Um, there's been a few. Don't think anything particularly seismic. <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think I don't think I've got any that are seismic. No. No, I, I, go on, Mark. Kick us off. What have you got? Um, we watched a Hulu original trailer, didn't we, for a movie called No Exit. Hulu. Yeah. 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 I don't know how I feel about this one. I was just watching it thinking, I wonder if they're all going to be, turn out to be like characters in a schizophrenic's brain. It's got, it's very much going for that kind of uh, d- 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 Basically, you're watching it going, I wonder if this is identity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, you watch it going, the thing is, I'm watching the trailer for it going, I mean, it's Dale Dickey. <laughs> Gee, that, that, that's who it is. It's her. Dale Dickey? Yeah. Which one's that? The the only other woman in the thing. Part of the daytime hooker. Yeah, part of the daytime oh, okay. hooker. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. 
Yeah. It's trying so hard to make it look like it's not her. Yeah, but it, it is, is yeah, her. Absolutely. Is her. Yeah. <laughs> Calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> if that movie is anything more than 92 minutes long, it can get to fuck. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else do we have? Oh, well, we watched the trailer number two for the very mean spirited feeling, I Want You Back, didn't we? Yeah. I just, I don't like the concept. No. No. This is the one that we describe as wanting to be like, wanting to be this generation's When Harry Met Sally and just not getting at all <laughs> what makes When Harry Met Sally good. No. Um, nah, I, I, I think I might just nope the fuck out on this one. I will watch it. I know you will. Because um, you like shit romantic comedies. Yes. But, but I am a little bit. It just it just looks like a movie that, that doesn't need to be that, 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 that doesn't need to happen now. This looks like a 2013 movie. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, back when Back in the World was a little Back in the World was a little bit more cynical. We needed you know when the cynicism was fun. Yes. Now it's just like, oh now fuck off. We need a break. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen life outside. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's too, you can't be cynical anymore because it's just too all-encompassing. There's too much to be cynical about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and next one's one I think that, that, that you're very much looking forward to, I believe, Ian. Uh, after Yang? I mean... Yeah. I, I Columbus is great. And this very much feels like from the director of Columbus... Yeah, I kind of think it's going to affect me badly, but in a good way. Um, yeah, I know. I'm really looking forward to it after Yang. I hope, I hope it's not too long till we can see it over here. What do you guys think? Um, I knew I, I knew very little going into the trailer, like, like nothing about what it was about or anything. Uh, and I'd seen a couple like the posters uh, that were out and still knew nothing about actually what it was going to be about. Um, but then, yeah, I was like, all right, that's that's really, that's that's interesting. All right. I, I'm interested in that, but it does look like it's going to be a bit more of a, a think piece than I maybe thought it should have been before I went into Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks so, interesting. Yeah, it looks very interesting, but it does look like something that's going to, <clears throat> that's going to try and make you feel things. Mm. Yep. No, I don't mean like, I don't mean like a, in a negative way, like it's going to try and emotionally manipulate you, like let's say it's AI. It's a then. Spielberg movie, Mark. Come on. No, but it, it does look like it's just, it's going to make you feel that by just being a very good movie. Mm. Yeah. God, AI. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing. Mm. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Drop the the. It's cleaner. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I. God, was it Noel you said? Yeah, I think it was. Where? Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Oh, God, I can't remember the first thing you said, though. Um, like, because it's about a bunch of, it looks like it's a bunch of, like, liberal kids buy up, like, basically a ghost town. Yeah. And then 
discover that it's a ghost town because Leatherface is about. Yeah. And then Sally from the original comes back to try and kill him. I mean, I don't know. Like, that sounds yeah. fucking like what? I mean, it's. I think the, the 2018 said, like, Halloween meets something. Yeah, I think Noel said, said it's it, it, it's like the filmmakers arrived at the set of Ghostbusters Afterlife just that after they finished filming with a copy of the 2018 Halloween movie and went, right, let's make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Yeah, that was it. And that's exactly what th- 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 this looks like, you know. I mean, it, it just... It, it looks entirely unnecessary, but it's on Netflix and... The bit at the end, I thought was, yes, I would like to see Leatherface in that situation. Thank you very much. Let's see how that goes. The thing is, just talking just solely about the movie looks like it's going to be incredibly dull, but I hope it's only like 86 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, But literally within the trailer, it's like you get the opening of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer and there's a shot of the field and Leatherface just kind of pops up and then jumps back down. It's like, yeah. really? 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 That is how this generation is going to meet Leatherface. Yeah. Him popping up in a field and going, hello, and then just dropping back down. It's... Makes him funny instead of scary. Yeah, just, no. Yeah, just wild. Comes out next. Yeah. Uh, no, comes out in a couple of weeks. We'll see how it is. Yeah. Have we got any more? I feel like there's more. I can't remember. I'll be honest. I think that was it from me. Yeah, I'm looking, and there's nothing else. Yeah, no, there's nothing else. I mean, I'll, I'll just say very briefly: the trailer for the live-action Halo TV series came out, and I will watch it. There's a there's a Halo TV series. Yep, starts in March. Is The Rock in it? No. It's this guy Pablo Schreiber. I I know the name, but I couldn't tell you who he is. Um, But Natasha McElhone's in it in quite a pivotal role. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It looks big and expensive. And let's see if it gets anything more than one season. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I want to watch because TV. I've never played a Halo game, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I've been playing quite a lot of Halo Infinite lately. The multiplayer is a- akin to crack, if I'm absolutely honest with you. Um, <laughs> very, very Moorish. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm up for seeing Halo. Uh, I want a UK release for fucking Peacemaker. Why the fuck? Can't we watch that yet? Yeah. In, in, in a continuation of, of, of crack-based things, what I will say is one of the con- continuous running jokes um, in Anchorman 2 that I watched a few weeks ago is, is the reference to them smoking crack <laughs> because they smoke it live on air. Mm. And then they're just throughout the movie, there's different like references to the to, to essentially Ron becoming a crack addict. <laughs> Ah, good stuff. Um, Doctor. Mr. Carla. What's that? Your half. That's split, 50-50. Not interested. I got what I wanted. But you should have seen him. My God. 
Well, I think they'll be talking about that the rest of his life. I think every time they tell it, it'll just get better and better, bigger and bigger. Toast, then, to your success. Uh, he asked me to, uh, see one of his friends. Who might that be? He didn't say, but I'm considering it. I'll tell you what, you got a safe? I do. You should keep this for me. I don't want Molly to know about it anyway. Why don't you keep it for a few days? If you change your mind, we'll split a 50-50. And if not, I'll keep it. You barely know me. Oh, I know you well. I know you're no good. And I know that because neither am I. Is that so? Yeah. Okay, so let's get on to our main review. We're going to be talking about Nightmare Alley, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Bradley Cooper, um, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, David Strafen, Willem Dafoe, uh, but not Willem Dafriend. Um, <laughs> and who else is there? Um, no, I, I, I don't know. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people, so, yeah. Um, okay, so this concerns a kind of like a grifter guy played by Bradley Cooper who um, starts a job working at a carnival, um, uh, kind of falls for a uh, woman who seems to electrocute herself a lot, played by Rooney Mara. Um, The film is very much a film of two halves. The first half is about his life and their life uh, at the carnival. The second half is about... um, them later on in life and uh he uh starting a weird business slash sexual relationship with a psychiatrist played by kate blanchett um what the fuck's george just sent on whatsapp right jordan that's very distracting (laughs) lovely photo um so <laughs> it's very good though. Um dearie me. Uh so Becky Nightmare Alley. Um what 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 is your relationship with Guillermo del Toro generally? I kind of feel like he doesn't come up on the podcast all that much. Um I love his Oh, God, this is going to sound really wanky. I love his, like, earlier stuff. Like, a big fan of Kronos, big fan of, obviously, Pan's Labyrinth. That goes without saying. Um, Devil's Backbone. Um, Not so big of a fan of his more recent stuff. Very much enjoyed, um, oh, God, Jaegers and... Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Um, What was the other one mentioned earlier? Hellboy and Hellboy Dots. Yeah, the Hellboy movies, they're great. But then, like, yeah, 
I feel like gradually he's moving away from what make makes me love him as a director. Oh, so, yeah. okay. So Nightmare Alley, not up your alley. Very disappointed. Really? Okay. Alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really wanted it to be a bit of a return to form and just don't feel like it was. Some of the choices that are made in it uh, just don't make sense um, from a narrative point of view. And yeah, I, I enjoyed the first half or the first section, I guess, more than the second section. But that's largely because of Tony Collette and David Strathairn. Um, they were great really really enjoyed them too as as a couple and individually it was just they were were very very good um but yeah not not it it lost me when they left the carnival carnival Mm. Mm. yeah that's i don't know that's that's interesting i mean i'm not going to say it lost me in the second half but I definitely preferred the first half. And there's a lot of people saying that they thought it only really warmed up in the second half, which leads me to a question for Mark. Mark, (laughs) would you maybe prescribe to the theory that people like the second half more than the first half because it's, oh, my God, it's Kate Blanchett playing a femme fatale. Yeah, no, I think think that's spawn, to be honest. Um, it, it, It does... The thing is, I think that the that it's got a strong opening, um, and the bits when the carnival are very intriguing and they're building up to something. But then I, I do think that there's a there's a moment just before um, he leaves the carnival. Um, I remember guys with Osbars all the time, whereby um, essentially. Willem Dafoe issues a little speech about how they get a gimp. Geek. Geek, sorry. Um, and and you're there going, that's going to come back. Well, I wonder how this film ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And the thing is, you, you're there going, well, there's, there's, there's that. But you're waiting for for that process to kind of like for it to start making sense and for him to for him to slip and then oh it's going to be a gradual thing that it is not no but I, I, and the problem is I think there's there's so much intrigue there's, and there's so much um, there's so many interesting characters within the carnival uh, portion of the of the movie that when it comes out of it um, I I just I think it's a little bit, and the weird thing is, it's a two and a half hour movie that I both feel feels too long and undercooked. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, you know, so long. He literally, you know, he goes from and the things. I, I don't, I don't dislike the second half of the movie. I don't think it's, it's bad. It just feels a little bit. That section feels a little bit rushed, and it doesn't feel it doesn't go as big as I was hoping it was going to. Yeah, and it's like they've made this big thing of he doesn't drink, he doesn't drink, he doesn't drink, he doesn't drink. Oh my god, he's an alcoholic trailer. Yeah, yeah and it, it yeah. literally happens so quickly. It makes no fucking sense that it's just like oh, oh 
Okay. And it, it is a little bit like they like like they got bored and just decided to rush the last 20 minutes. Shit, guys, we forgot we were supposed to make him an alcoholic so we could do this geek thing at the end. Fuck! Ah. Yeah, 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 there you go. It's yeah. done. And it, it just, it, it felt a little bit... I don't know. The thing is, I like it. I like the movie. It, it, there's some good world building. I just, I don't think it sticks to landing. Uh and part of that is because you you know where you know where it's going to land. Yeah, yeah, I would agree there. Yeah, it, it's the most it's interesting inter- bit of the second section is when they go to visit him and the bunny's just in the hallway and you're like, they're there. And then the, the, it, that that there's interaction and it feels kind of like a story happening again. Whereas yeah. the the rest of the stuff where it's just him and Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett and her cheek fillers is just events happening. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is they get in and they, they seem a little bit like, oh shit, is he going to kick off or anything like that? And it's like, no, he's, he's genuinely actually quite mm. happy to see them. Mm. Well, and this is the thing because also you've got the whole kind of stuff with Richard Jenkins going on there, and I don't know. It's like this whole stuff where they're saying to like, you know, oh, you don't know what you're messing with, blah blah blah. And it's like I never really got that much threat out with Richard Jenkins, like other than he's a rich guy like I, I i don't know that like when you say it felt no, I agree, yeah. rushed and not rushed yeah you know it, it, it just it doesn't that that first half it's full of characters and it's full of life and then the second half that i mean there's almost only cooper mara blanchett Jenkins and Holt McElhenney um, and like nobody else and it it feels empty and it just as soon as Kate Blanchett comes into it and it's like I know it's a trope and people would go well what did you expect but it's like okay so now you're asking us to fucking watch this relationship where it's obvious from the fucking start that she is gonna have a hold over him and then fuck him over like it just you're just waiting for that to play out there's no suspense there at mm. all it's it, like it, it's only okay when's the penny gonna drop and when it does you know like that that confrontation between cooper and blanchette it's just it's very underwhelming yeah you know and it, it, and then you've got the because I, I, I thought like okay is the film just going to end in like five minutes or something like that but it, it does seem to drag itself out for what like 10-15 minutes there but then I, I will say that last scene and the way the camera is just on Cooper as he kind of realises and it and like it just kind of makes the decision fuck I'm just going to have to go with this like I, I thought that was great I thought Cooper was really really good in that he does he does the charming stuff well. He does the desperate stuff well. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. It it feels very much a film made by someone who got a budget because he just won an Oscar, um, and they 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 kind of thought, okay, is this going to strike twice? And I I don't think it does. And I'm not going to say it's shit at all. I think it's a solid film. But it is a film that feels like, considering all the parts, it probably should have 
actually been even better than it was yeah, for me. I think I think that's it. it. It just it's there's all of that. There's everything is there. Um, for him to do something a lot more interesting than mm. than what he does, and dare I say, in the in the second half, it's visually quite uninteresting. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It, 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 I, I was watching it going. This is the most digitally shot looking Del Toro movie I've seen. And Del Toro was a late convert to digital. I think it was, I think he only went to digital from Pacific Rim, I think. He even Mm. shot Hellboy 2 on 35 mil. I said to you, didn't I? You you, you hear Guillermo Del Toro making a movie about a fucking carnival with like a freak show kind of thing. And you think it's going to look good. At least it's going to look good. And it, you don't do out with it. No, I mean, it, the, but but the carnival looked interesting. It looked there was a well, lot not there. As, not as Del Toro-y as you expect it to. It doesn't look it, like. No, the, 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 there's more going on in uh, in both Hellboy movies than there is in Nightmare Alley. Mm. And there's more going on in Shape of Water. I know you're not a, a, a huge fan of Shape of Water, no. but uh, and I think we need to rewatch that because. I, I think that maybe you didn't click with you first. I, I think you need to give that a, a second go. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. The, 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 the problem is, I think it's a good. I, I think Night Rally is a good movie that is still manages to be a disappointment. I think if you've, like you say, for it feels so undercooked when it's got the runtime that it does, it's using its time wrong. I will happily sit and watch. A ridiculously long movie. Quite happy to. Fucking Justice League was my number three of last year, and that's like thirteen days long. But it has to use its time well. It has to earn that runtime. Mm. And this doesn't at all. It's just flaccid. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think also as well. Like I think you used this Ian as well, and I think you echoed it as well, Bex. Is um, it drops. The second half drops, you know, two quite interesting characters. I mean, I know David Satan dies, but you've still got um, Mario, uh, Tony Collette's character. Yeah. He's interesting. You know, having uh, Ron Perlman and uh, the guy who plays the general, is it, or the major? Uh... You know the the guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, you know they they're good as like little aside characters. Yeah, uh, that are there. But then, like, see, it's um, you then transported into the second half of the movie where you know what's going to happen uh, with Bradley Cooper's character. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen with Kate Blanchett's character, and the only other two characters in it are quite underdeveloped. Please, you even knew, or I mean, I don't know whether you did, but it was obvious with the whole like Rooney Mara playing his dead ex. Yeah, it was that obvious one that he was going to grab her. Yeah, you, you are watching that going. I don't think it's going to work here, Brad. <laughs> it's just not. Mm. It's not. 
So or make him get down on his knees and pray. He doesn't seem like a prayer. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to listen mm. to you, no. to be honest. No. It's just, I don't get why he takes that risk. Mm. Another film wants you to make think that... He wants the fucking money. That he wants the money. But he just doesn't seem... It just doesn't seem like somebody who's been... But then it, it, I suppose the whole thing is he's now started drinking, so his decision-making isn't there, and his discipline of the the lifestyle isn't there anymore. Mm. But literally, we don't get any of the build-up to him... Becoming an becoming, alcoholic. He just suddenly is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just decides, yeah, go on and have a drink. No, I will have all of them. Yes, that's definitely that's definitely how it works. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it is. It is. Really, really disappointing. Um, I think I'm yeah, talking myself down there now. <laughs> what do you say? Sorry, you. I, I'm just sorry to sorry to hear what Bex just said there. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I'm definitely not shit. Three bad movie streak for me. Oh dear. Definitely shit then, folks. Yeah. Are you shit? Wow. Wow. No, do you know what? Because I'm going to give the first half the credit it deserves and give it a touching cloth. Okay. If it had continued in the vein of the first half of the movie, I think I would have. I think I would have been alright with it. I'm definitely not shit for it. I don't. I just don't think it's shit. I actually quite like it. I think I give it four out of five on the letterbox, yeah. and I think that my four out of five could maybe drop to a three and a half. But watching it again, it might stick at a solid four. Mm. The, the, the issue I've got there, though, is I want to watch it again, and I'm interested with this idea that there's a black and white version of it. Um, it's still the same movie. I know, but I'd be, I'd be interested to watch the black and white version of it as well. Hmm. Um, just for, for a why not. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is there. But it's one of those where, will that ever see the light of day? <laughs> yeah. You know, but then again, it might, they might just decide, you know what, fuck it. And just drop it on something at some point. It might just appear on something. You were skipping through Prime and it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I, I'm definitely not a shit. Oh, that was the poll. Our audience poll. Uh, definitely not shit, 57%. Uh, touching cloth, 14%. Shit, 21%. And Geostorm, 8%. All over the fucking place. Right. Yeah. You know what? I did not know that Guillermo del Toro directed Mimic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. First, first English language film. Oh, no. Yeah, I seem to remember really liking him. It's about the cucarachas, isn't it? Lost cucarachas. Yeah. Yep. Terrified of it. Yeah. Yep. I might rewatch that. What? No, I can't. Wow. I you should. Can't. Can you imagine if it was cockroaches, Mark, on a boat? <gasps> no, I'd be fine with that because they'll they all die. Because it'll sink. <laughs> no, actually, they won't. They won't die, because they can't die. They can't die. They can't die. So then die. they'd just be in the water. Oh, fuck it. Maureen's not going it now. Exactly. What if you poured yourself a glass of water, Mark? A cockroach was in your glass of water. Burn the house down. <laughs> it's gone. Burn it down. But right now, just on the on the cup. Oh, on the cup, on the prospect of that happening. <laughs> no. no. We need to get cockroaches for our taps. No, I don't think we do. 
But right. am I meant you watch movie? Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on the bonus shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. Okay, so we are back, and it is time for some what? we have been watching what have you guys got um do you want me to start on my solo watches <laughs> yeah, seeing as i've got i've got i've got a few what have i watched so i don't think i've got that many uh oh do i maybe i do um i watched uh we watched detroit rock city um, I can't remember why it came into my head um, a while ago um, but then I realised about 10 minutes into it that I got the wrong movie um, so it came to my head I was like oh I want to watch that that movie that Paul Dano made but he was young and I thought it was Detroit Rock City and then I realised when I started watching Detroit Rock City and Paul Dano's name and it came up in the credits it's like oh wait I'm thinking of the girl next door. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I've already started watching Detroit Rock City, so why not continue watching it? Um, yeah, 1980 movie about Edward Furlong was a thing. Um, yeah, some appalling gender politics in this movie. <laughs> like, for a movie that is made in the late 90s and set in the late 70s. <laughs> 
it, it still manages to be yes there's an awful lot of use of the word fag um in it yeah um but weirdly like in a the people who are using it a ridiculous way um yeah it's it's also a bit boring (laughs) it's it's a bit like kiss themselves in general where if people like it fair enough but it's kind of boring. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, I watched I watched a movie that doesn't even have um, a an IMD uh, sorry, a Wikipedia page. Not <laughs> that, that happens. Um, so I watched a uh, bit in Brooklyn, which stars. Um, Josh uh, Breener, our big head from uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so the story of this is he is, uh, he works like a, a fairly, you know, an okay job, but he is a, like, it's a mundane, um, like, cubicle job. Um, and whilst, um, Whilst out at a party, um, he meets Alexander Daddario's character, um, and they end up going back to his place. Um, so straight away, there's uh, a little on. bit of big a... head from Silicon Valley and Alexander Daddario. Yes. Okay. Which straight away makes you go, hmm. but the movie actually, you know, references that. Um, kind of goes hmm, on this one, but just before they're about to bone, she says, "Can't do this. I've actually got a boyfriend," and they end up becoming friends. Somebody get them becoming friends montage, and then she breaks up with a boyfriend, um, and then says that she, you know, that but she's having to move back in with her parents because she's got nowhere to live. So he invites her to, "Well, why don't you come and live with me?" Um, and on the same day as that happens, he loses his job. So he decides he's going to sell weed online. And you're thinking, all right, this is going to kind of like be the fun little adventures of Big Ed selling weed online and essentially going out riding his bike to go and sell weed to various people. And, you know, it's not going to go fantastically well and there's going to be hijinks and at the end of it, he's going to get his really good job somewhere, somehow. No, it just becomes a bit miserable and a bit depressing and he just quickly becomes a dick (laughs) who sells weed but doesn't even seem to like the selling weed. He just likes the fact that he is renowned for being, you know, a fast delivery service for getting weed to people and just ignores Ivan Dario. And you kind of go, dude, dude, look at you, look at her. You can't do that. So no, no. Yeah. But in the end, it all works out for him. It's not very good. And it's only like, it feels long and it's only like 86 minutes long. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't, yeah, no, no one needs to watch it. I watched it for everybody. Um, oh, shit, I just deleted a movie that I didn't mean to delete. Um, and... From, like, existence? Yes, God, no. It's like an NFT. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. 
I did it, guys. <laughs> Sad I did it. I went and did it. I rewatched Spencer Confidential. This is number three watch for me. Really? Yeah. What? Three? Yeah. Boy. I like Spencer Confidential. I think it's a fun movie. I would like the sequel. What? what? Sorry, I was just, you said I like Spencer Confidential and I just had to say what? <laughs> You've not mentioned it, Mark. You should be more forthcoming. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's got, yeah, it's got Mark Wahlberg essentially playing a, a frankly ridiculous character. <laughs> a character that is literally like if somebody could imagine themselves, like the best version of themselves at everything. So he's always the coolest guy in the room. You know, every girl wants to fucking literally just randomly in bathrooms. And he will just randomly pick fights with everybody, but never actually picks a fight, but wins every single fucking fight. It's quite good. It's quite fun. But then you've also got Winston Duke, when you get this big, long story about this fucking just cartoon character Irish mobster about all the shitty things he does. And then it, it flashes to Winston Duke going, wait, that guy killed a cat. And I can go in, of all that, of all that, <laughs> you got, he killed a cat. He's like, yeah, that ain't all. <laughs> it's a great way that he gets involved in it. Is that, is that guy killed a cat? Winston Duke is great in this movie. <laughs> I do like Winston Duke. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's just a lot of fun. And he brings that, like, that level of kind of like, he almost seems to understand the stupidity of the movie he's in but kind of enjoys it. He's like, this is, I'm all right with this. I'm getting Netflix money. It's cool. <laughs> but then you get the fucking, the sheer, just, I also admire the hubris of the end of this movie to just set up a sequel. <laughs> it's the most, just for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it sets up a sequel. So obviously, and I'll be honest, again, I was watching it going, yeah, Yep, I want to. I want to watch that sequel. I want to watch Spencer, Spencer and Hawk taking on the fucking corrupt fire agencies of, of Boston. I'm alright with that. I mean, to be fair, I'd watch it. Yep, it's just I wouldn't watch it. We'd all watch times. it. I would. I wouldn't watch it three times. I will watch Spencer Confidential again. It's fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I'm just stand by it. That's what I've watched on my own. Have you watched anything on your own? I don't think I have, unless... Did I speak about Turbo Kid last time? I don't think you'd watched it by that point. Okay, hmm. I rewatched Turbo Kid. Oh, shit, I've missed one. Okay, go on then. No, you can do Turbo Kid while I, and I'll come back to this. I'll spin back around. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's just kind of... I'm surprised it's not kind of more talked about. Like, I get that it's kind of niche, but it's it's really good fun. Um, B-movie kind of dystopian world Mad Maxi kind of, but with kids on BMXs. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good time and it's really quite heartwarming. 
I know it's not great that Apple obviously dies at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, Can't remember it that well, I'll be honest. But, yeah, I, I really, really like Turbo Kid. That's it. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm a do fan of think? that film as well. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it, but I do like it. Yeah, I remember really enjoying it. It, it, it was it was a, it, it was one of those films where it was a lot more fun than it had any right to be. Yeah. And I think you were right, Bex. Um, <clears throat> I think what spurred me to rewatch it was Prison of the Ghostland. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I Turbo... can't remember which one it was that kind of spurred me on to mm. want to rewatch it. Yeah, it's Prison of the Ghostland is, is is wishes it was anywhere near as charming or fun as Turbo Kid. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not. It's not B movie by accident. Like it wears that like a badge of fucking honour. Oh yeah. And some some movies who try and do B movie, mm. purposefully try yeah. and do B movie, end up fucking it up and end up you go, all right, cool. You lean cool. too hard and try to make it like a thing rather than it just being a thing because mm. of limitations. And I think maybe it was. Right, we have these limitations, but let's just fucking roll with it and have fun with it. So it, it kind of was a by necessity. Yeah. But they've not tried to kind of uh, get some cheap SFX thing and do it that way instead and end up looking shit. They've just gone, <laughs> let's just do it this way. Yeah, it's clever filmmaking. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the, the difference between clever filmmaking and budget filmmaking mm. is different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my other one that I watched on my own yeah, go on. was Demolition. I remember Demolition being really depressing. It is very depressing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a film where essentially you have um, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife dies at the start. Yeah. Um, and it's about him essentially going through a breakdown in the aftermath of it, of not blaming himself for her death or anything like that, mm. but blaming himself for never really not even appreciating her, but just never paying attention mm. to the life that he had. And essentially then wanting to completely tear that down. And the thing is, on the surface, that's what it looks like. And it goes through and it, it has this backdrop of him. He essentially, just after his wife died, he goes to use a vending machine um, and try and get some peanut M&Ms. And it doesn't give him the peanut M&Ms. So he's writing this letter to the vending machine company. But he decides that he needs to include, essentially, it's like a love story of his life. Yeah. For what is it, what's going on for that. So as you're going through the movie, you're thinking, you, in the, what is it presenting itself? Is it this guy who's having this breakdown caused by this guilt of the fact that he he, he never kind of was thankful for what he had mm. and then it snaps and all spoilers all the time you know don't do as many spoilers usually in what you've been watching but it's a fucking seven year old movie nearly so I'm gonna but then you have um, you have seen this haven't you Ian yeah yeah a long time ago yeah that's cool um, so it, 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 you have this moment where he then realizes where he he, he, he finds um, a uh, ultrasound. Yeah. And a termination notice, and then confronts his wife funny about it, saying, "You know, well, did you know that?" And she's like, "Yeah, but it wasn't yours. That's why she didn't tell you." And it's like, 
And at that moment, it's like this whole thing that's been building up where he's been dealing with it by having this breakdown, but it's been a, a breakdown that's looked like it's kind of been like freeing for him. He has the full fucking crux of the breakdown there. And within that realises, actually, no. I didn't not pay attention. I didn't, what is it, all these things. It's this person was purposefully fucking hiding life from me. So I wasn't, and it's that, and it's fucking, I think part of it is because, I think on the surface the film's a seven, seven and a half out of ten film. But the fact that you've got such a strong lead performance within it, that it, that it elevates it even more. Jake Gyllenhaal is, I genuinely think, one of the most interesting Absolutely. Um, male actors, you know, younger male actors working today. Um, I'm going to make you feel bad again by, by reiterating that when I saw this had come onto Disney Plus, I was really excited about rewatching it. And I didn't think you liked it. it I didn't think you liked it. Uh, but yeah, but the, 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 the the way that he portrays the, the the breakdown, there's no big screaming moment or anything like that. There's a lot of very good kind of like body language and facial mm. acting. Mm. Um, and there's a great scene where he, he finally goes to the grave of his his wife yeah. to kind of just what is it? And he's had this this kind of station wagon following him for ages, and this guy in a station wagon comes up to the grave. And he thinks it's the guy. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's like there saying to him, look, I know, I know everything. He's like screaming and shouting. He's like, I know everything. And, you know, it, it, it's fine. Um, and then I can't remember what he says, but he references something to do with the, um, with the relationship. And he's like, I don't know what you... I don't know what you mean. And he's like, what, what do you mean? And he, he's about to, what is it? And it, it, it turns out it's the guy who was driving the car that hit him. Uh... And you get this moment of him of him going, oh, no, man, just no, it's fine. Mm. You, you weren't at fault. And then there's another bit where it's the kid from um, the Babysitter movies plays the, the, the kid in it. Yeah. Um there's a moment where he turns around to him like a hardware star. So he's developed this friendship with this kid who is um, the daughter of um, Naomi Watts' character, who is the person who responds to his letters from the vending company. Right. Um, and the kid's like, says to him, like in this hardware star, he's like, Oh, do you think I'm gay? And he's like, I don't know. Do you think you're gay? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, well, let's work it out. And he just you have this conversations hardware star about this kid deciding whether or not he's gay or not. And he decides that he's like, Yeah, I think you might actually be gay. Um, or bisexual. Either way, your life's gonna be shit for the next few years. It's gonna be really shit. But you know, a few years' time when you've you know left high school and you go to college, just move to like San Francisco or California, you know, parts of New York are okay. And it's just like, it's just this really like honest looking answer that he gives it. Yeah. And it's this really sweet moment of you going, this guy ain't a dick. The movie is trying to tell you for the first half that he's a dick and he's not. He's a nice guy. He's not a guy who's now becoming nice. I think he's always just been a nice guy. Mm. It's a fucking great movie. 
Sorry, didn't mean to go along like that. <laughs> ah, that's cool. Um, do you want to do a few, Ian? Or do you want us to go through? I've, I've, only, I've only got three, so go, go ahead. You're all good. Cool. Well, we watched French Dispatch, didn't we? But we've, we've, we've both chatted that you were quite disappointed with it, and I actually quite liked it more than I do most with Anderson movies. I think you went in with lower expectations, so that probably worked in your favour. No, I went in really wanting to like, like I do every Wes Anderson movie, yeah, and I was you fine. Weren't, you weren't expecting it to necessarily be great. I went in with so, hope rather than expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, Belfast, which again we both spoke about. Um, should we do the ones, the our frequent watches? Yeah, we can do, yeah. Uh, rewatch Big from Little China, because it's been a six months. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, 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 it's our, we've had a couple of beers, we've had, we've had a couple of beers movies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just really fucking good, isn't it? It's Big Little China, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, however, realised that we hadn't watched The Burbs in a while, didn't we? Which is just criminal. Which is criminal. Yeah. So we rewatched The Burbs. We did. And it's a fucking masterpiece. It is, yeah. I'm starting to regret not getting a Burbs past up at the house. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, he is in his dressing gown on the front cover, so we could maybe get it and put it up in the bedroom. We maybe could. Yeah. We maybe could. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else did we watch? Watch Flight Plan, didn't we, Bex? Yeah, we did. I think neither of us are huge Jodie Foster fans, are we, in general? But there is some good ones out there. But I think... I was a bit cool on Flight Plan when it first came out and I wanted to rewatch it and see if it was any good and it felt throwaway enough for the night that we watched it. Yeah. What do you think? It's crap. <laughs> I mean, it's crap. It doesn't hold up at all, does it? No, it makes no sense whatsoever. No. No. It's like literally, she goes, she, she says to her daughter at one point, ooh, I I build the engine of these planes, but then seems to know the complete schematics of the entire plane just off the top of her head. She's a flight. She designed the engine. Yeah. She designs a plane engine, but lives in the shittiest looking apartment you can imagine in Berlin. Yeah, it's It looks like two steps. It doesn't even like two steps. It looks like one step above a crap den. (laughs) Um... It, it literally, yeah, like like they went, ah, oh, shooting an apartment, ah, oh, we'll just, we'll go to these abandoned buildings we can find in Berlin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jodie Foster is actively bad. Yeah. She's, she does two things in this movie. Well, three things. Acts better than everybody, which is a bit of a Jodie Foster thing. That is a, that is a bit of a trope. Yeah. Just acts like, like, like her shit smells sweeter than everybody else's. Mm. Uh, runs everywhere. Just, oh, she does run a lot, yeah. Yeah, just runs everywhere. And then... Sorry, Becky's running somewhere now. <laughs> Jodie Foster. You Jodie Foster, what are you doing? Making sure that I close the bathroom door after I open the bathroom window. My cat hasn't, like, just like out of the window. Which, yeah, he's an idiot. He's yeah, stupid. so she, she acts better than everybody, runs a lot, mm-hmm. and then just screams at everybody. She's very shouty. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Peter Skarsgård, I'd want it, I'd want to kill her as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good movie. No. No. Um, 
Mannequin. We watched Mannequin, didn't we? Yeah, it was a Sunday morning watch, wasn't it? it was Sunday morning watch. Yeah. You, you were very specific about watching Mannequin on Sunday morning, actually, weren't you, Becky? I was. I think I've been reading something about um, Kim Cattrall's responses to how her character has been referenced in that new fucking awful TV show that they've put out. Um, and I was just like, do you know what? Do you know what's great that Kim Cattrall's in? Fucking mannequin. Yep. So, yeah, a request was tendered. Yep. And fulfilled. Yep, mannequin's fun. Mannequin is really good fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um, Over-the-top stereotype uh, gay character aside. <laughs> yeah. It, it it actually it's still quite sweet movie, isn't it? It is, yeah. There's the it is weird watching stuff from like the olden days through like 2020s eyes though, isn't it? Like when they're referring to them as like the fairy and stuff like that. And there's there's summit that he was referred to and it's quite offensive. Yeah. Right, yeah. The, 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 there is one that is that yeah. is But like when, when they're at the door and it's like, oh who's crying? Oh, it's either the weirdo, the doll, or the fairy, and it's like, oh, no. yeah, no, I don't like that. It makes me really uncomfortable. But overall, like, it's not done in a malicious way. It's just the the vernacular of the time. But the fact that it was ever like fine isn't fine. Yeah. Yeah. But Andrew McCarthy does that every man bit that he does <laughs> really well, and. Yeah. Kim Cattrall manages to land, if you were to build perfection, would it be Kim Cattrall in a similar way to, um, what's her name in Weird Science? Kyla Brock. Yeah, yeah. And Spader is on point as the creepy, sleazy fucking Yeah, he's guy. doing a different, he's, he's doing the simpering Spader mm, rather mm. than the fucking just, oh, you bastard, Spader. He's still a skeezer. Oh, him? yeah. Uh, but it's 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 a it's a decent amount of fun in his mannequin. It is. Yeah. And then also we watched we watched Hannibal. We did. Yeah. Well, we got into a conversation, didn't we, after after we watched Manhunter about the Hannibal Lecter movies in general. Yeah. And I don't think either of us seen this much, have we, since it came out? No, and I think you watched it was it last year, Ian? It's been a while, I think. Yeah, I must have had a while. But yeah, it was it was watching Manhunter and having the discussion of like the different portrayals of Lecter and stuff like that. But it, we, we've wanted to rewatch it since then, haven't we? Yes. So we finally got around to it. Because I quite liked Hannibal. Mm. I liked its ridiculousness and the fact that it, 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 it's kind of, it's quite schlocky. Yes. Uh, also, I have a bit of a thing for Julianne Moore. I mean, of course. Uh, but you didn't like it, did you? Because of Julia Moore. Because of Julia Moore. And your crush on her. Uh, yeah, so jealousy stops you from liking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How did you find it on this rewatch? Actually, no, just to make myself seem less of a psycho. I didn't like it because I didn't like the fact that the book was written to purposely to be made into a movie rather than for the pure and noble pursuit of writing a book. Um, no, do, do you know what? I liked it on, on rewatch. It's, like you say, it's... It's stupid and it's schlocky, but it... It's very pulpy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what, what what you pointed out at the end of the movie as well kind of tickled me a little bit once I realised that like, he literally gets nowhere. Oh, yeah. Nothing is achieved. Nothing is achieved in the movie. They don't catch him. Nope. He's still on the run, yep. albeit in a slightly less stable position than he was previously because, you know, he was doing his whole, like, killing that man to get his job thing. But, you know, it's... It, it, nothing is achieved, nope. and I just find that quite amusing. No, you, you don't you, you don't get anywhere within the movie. It, it, it starts and ends with exactly the same thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think um, not a bad performance from him. In this, to be fair, I think it, it's more understated than I remember it being. Yeah, then that was the uh, I remember, but I, I in my brain I thought it was a bit too pantomime yeah. it's not actually it's he's he's quite a lot better than i remembered it being you know credit where it's due julianne moore's fine i think john was very good in it fine. um really of uh having his head eat, having his brain oh, eaten yeah. is just brilliant that is quite good yeah yeah his his demise is, is, is quite nice. I like the fact that horrible. Yeah, I like the fact that literally he gets killed by the, by he just gets wheeled to a different room and you just don't see him again. Yeah. Like, at all. And he put like a towel over his head or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's it's a good amount of fun to be fair. Better than I remember. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me about having watched that is we but we also said that we'd be re- interested in rewatching Hannibal Rising. Did we? Yeah. Hi. Maybe. Yeah. I think we had just painted. Yeah, fair point. Uh, and then our final one, we watched the big short. We did. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to say something? Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, again, I think, I think with the state the world's in at the moment, watching stuff like this is actually kind of like, the, the film is great. And I think the way that it communicates its quite complex message is really well done. Um, but the fact that all this, like the, the the economy, the global economy, is set by fucking idiots and liars. I think that's it. I think that the, the, the thing is, it went up. It went. I I enjoyed the big shot mm. when we first watched it, but it went up loads on this rewatch for yeah. me. Yeah. Um. The them all the various different sort of bits that you've got around it when it all starts to go wrong going they're just lying mm. why is nobody t- what the fuck mm. um it is kind of it, it you know i think now the more that where we are now in the world you're looking at it going yeah yeah it, it hits different than yeah. it did in 2015 yeah it totally does mm. um it's a yeah it does hit a lot harder now. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it went, it went, it went, certainly went up in my estimations. Yeah, mine too. It's, it's, I, I really liked it when it came out, but it, it, it yeah, same. It, I, I, I remembered it being good. I didn't remember it being that good. Mm. Certainly, yeah. And that's, I think that's it for us. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, no worries. Um, so, like I said earlier, I've only got a few myself this week. Um, so I rewatched the first Jackass movie um, in not exactly preparation for the for, for the new one, but uh, just to get my head back in that zone. 
Yeah, that shit's still really funny. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it feels like, the, you know, none of them have really... I'm, I'm surprised none of them have really been cancelled in the 20 years hence. So, I mean, like, Bam Majara is apparently only in, like, one bit of the new one. Um, and then they all had a falling out for various reasons. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, you know, they, they all seem... Well, I mean, Ryan Dunn, unfortunately, passed away, but the rest are, are still around. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it just... There's some very simple glee in it. I mean, I, honestly, I think my favourite bit is probably just the bit where the guy's dressed as a mouse in the room full of mouse traps. <laughs> um, and they're all just fucking pissing themselves watching him. And then Johnny Knoxville throws the mouse trap at him and it just lands like on his balls. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great. It's just, it's such fucking nonsense. And it, it feels like the new one is... I mean, the new one, The Guardian reviewed it today and it got four stars. Yeah. I, I read a thing about it saying... A review of it saying, look, if, if, if Jackass isn't your thing, this isn't going to convert you. <laughs> it, mm. There's there's a formula of these and it is the same as all the rest of them. It is just... It's a Jackass movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I it just cracking. It, it's great fun. Um okay, so I watched Pedro Almodovar's or as uh, Tom Holland calls him, Pedro Almodovodo. Um <laughs> fucking brilliant. I don't know, have you guys seen that? No. <laughs> it's like it's an interview that he, like so, he's doing this like junket interview for Spider Man No Way Home with Benedict Cumberbatch, and Benedict Cumberbatch, for some reason I can't remember why, but talks about Pedro Almodovar, and Tom Holland just kind of like bends over and just kind of like turns around him and says, "Oh, who's Pedro Almodovar?" <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Um, fucking hell. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean like fair play. He's in his early twenties, you know. He's He's in films, but it doesn't mean he watches them all the time. I just thought it was fucking funny. Um, but yeah, this is his new one, Parallel Mothers, uh, which stars Penelope Cruz. So don't want to say too much about it, to be honest, uh, in terms of plot. So Penelope Cruz plays a woman who accidentally gets pregnant, but is very happy about it. Um, she is in a, like sharing a hospital room with a girl who's um, had a baby and is kind of dealing with it, but not thrilled about it. Uh, they become friendly. Um, and then the father of Penelope Cruz's baby meets the baby and set because she's not he's not together with Penelope Cruz um, and basically says, I don't think that's my kid. And it goes on from there. So it's interesting. This it feels like it's try. It's a film about kind of two different things, but it's kind of thematically connected. There, so the film starts. Penelope Cruz meets the father of the child because um, 
she's like a photographer and he's a forensic archaeologist and he, she's taking photos of him for some reason um and she asks him about uh, the possibility of doing a dig at her childhood home where people were basically taken off and killed in the in the previous bad times in spain um and then that really comes into the fore again in the third act but then before and after it's this drama about penelope cruz and this girl and their babies and it and it felt a bit like our mode of art had some stuff to say but had to cram it into this film because this film would get funded and that film wouldn't um mm. so it, it 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 was a i thought it was a bit disjointed um also for as fun and melodramatic as the film's dramatic turns and twists are there's also an element of it which i was just i'll be honest i was a bit like oh we're doing that are we all right fucking fine and you'll know what i mean when it happens in the film and it kind of artificially adds a layer of jeopardy to the the situation i'm 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 being vague but i i think it's probably best that i do because i don't know maybe people would get a get kick kick out of it but yeah i mean i liked it i liked it i didn't love it i don't think it's his strongest um but i think it's solid and i think cruz is as great as she always is there we go so a is it a soft recommend or a? Oh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty solid recommend, I'd say. Um, but I don't know. There are there are people like pissed off that Cruz isn't really in the Oscar race, and this isn't this wasn't selected as the Spanish international feature um, nomination, and people were pissed off about that. And I'll be honest, I. I, I was a little bit, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's not an absolute barnstormer. It's a good film. It's it, it's good. But just because it's directed by Pedro Almodovar doesn't mean that it has to be an instant Oscar bobbera. Yeah, he can just make a good film. He doesn't have to make five-star bangers all the time. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, last one I got to talk about. So uh, the new film from Mamoru Hosoda, uh, director of Summer Wars, the girl who leapt through time, and uh, Mirai from a few years back that people liked. I, I haven't actually seen that myself, but uh, also apparently director of uh, Digimon Adventure. So uh, good, good for him. Um, so this is Belle, uh, which is getting some IMAX showings. Uh, both dubbed and subbed, as well as uh, a, a proper release. It, so I think this must have been some sort of preview screening, but it properly comes out on Friday. Um, so it's called Bell for Western audiences, 
the Japanese title is literally translated as The Dragon and the Freckled Princess. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, yeah, yeah. So, right, basically, it's Ready Player One meets Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, two great tastes that taste great together. Um, so, yeah, um, the, there's this virtual world called you and in you you can be whatever you want to be and essentially what happens is when you register for you you put on these kind of like earbud things and it scans your body and also kind of like what, what's going on in your mind and whatnot and it the, the digital avatar that you have is essentially use representation of what your digital self would be based on your physical appearance but then also like what you what your character is i don't know which is a bit confusing because there are people in the digital world who seem all right in the real world it's like well why are you that so anyway um you got this girl suzu um who uh her mum died saving another uh, like some other kid when she was six and it's basically scarred her and before that she was this musical kid and she loved to sing with her mum and whatnot um in this digital world she becomes Belle and she sings in this world because she is not her she's Belle um and she starts garnering a following uh like in in the world of you and then but and then outside of the world only a friend of hers knows that she is bell um so she becomes popular in you and she's doing a concert and um somebody called the dragon um kind of breaks into the concert because he's being chased by the police of you um and he is essentially a beast um she becomes intrigued by who the beast is and or the dragon is and uh finds his castle in you and um basically she and the beast start a friendship slash maybe romance whilst in the real world she is trying to deal with like both like the people in her life and also uncovering the mystery of who the beast actually is or who the dragon actually is so there's a lot going on in this film <laughs> just so like it's quite dense <laughs> yeah yeah um and i i, I think it it does think it does a lot of things very well, but it does also feel like it's maybe trying to do a bit too much and maybe it should just chill out a bit. So it's got a lot of commentary on people living their lives in a digital world. Um, and it's interesting. I was reading this article um, from uh, written by a transgendered uh, writer who was saying that they were quite pissed off with Bell because part of the plot is that you know you are not you in the digital world and there's this whole kind of plot point of if you're found to be 
going against the world of you, then you can be unveiled where essentially your real image uh, is displayed in the world of you. So they're like, well, people find themselves in the digital world, but then you're also saying that you're not yourself in a digital world and you could be revealed and that could be a bad thing. And, you know, fair play, I could kind of get why somebody who's trans could probably be pissed off with what the film is doing there. Um, But, I mean, it's also got these kind of like slight jabs at people living their life online, but it's also quite even-handed in showing that how online communities are just a kind of a thing that are happening and there's not, nothing particularly bad about that just in itself. Um, but then it, the, 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 the revealing of what is actually going on with the dragon and whatnot, it, it, it's a bit, Oh, fucking hell. Right. Okay. We're doing that. Are we? There's some thematic stuff in it, which, kind of comes out of nowhere and again i don't want to spoil things and it it leads to a third act which is a bit the what's going on in the digital world and what's going on in the real world particularly in the relationships seems to be at odds with each other and i think by the she, basically she's got this kind of like real world will she won't she romance and in the digital world it's a bit like well maybe they're not directly romantically involved but something's going on there and they they, they never quite tie that up well enough so yeah story it, it leaves something to be desired but it looks fucking amazing i could see why they, they're doing showings of it in imax the world of you it, it was almost like it was fucking 3D with that big crisp image and those visuals. It was it was something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, anime can look amazing on IMAX. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't quite grab me in the way that it was obviously trying to. But. Um, I thought, you know, it was good. It was good. And I think that for, like, a teenage audience, they'd they'd love it. Like, Lottie, in a few years' time, would fucking love this film. Would love it. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It was odd. It, it's an odd one. It's like it's a modern-day retelling of Beauty and the Beast, with a, but with a bunch of other plot in it as well it just yeah it does, maybe doesn't flow um but yeah it's good and apparently it can it had a standing ovation that lasted 14 minutes so good good on them so yeah yeah, fair yeah that's bell watch it big if you're gonna watch it i'll say that um nice yeah okay twitter questions let's go yeah we do have a few actually don't we let me just grab them i'll have them available a second ago but now i've lost them andrew jones uh friend of the show um in nightmare alley um david Stratham uh, owns acting whilst holding a cigarette but what are your favorite props to see actors perform scenes with dildo <laughs> English playing with the mark answer. 
Um, I'm a big fan of like, you know, like when like coin things are a part of a character, like flipping it over your knuckles and stuff. Yeah. I do like that. I enjoy that. Guns. Reloading guns. You're good. Yeah, you're a reload gun reload fan. Oh, yeah, 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 good gun reload. Yeah. Reloads, real satisfying. Uh, can I put my, my one of my favourite? Oh, or you know when they when they when they flip the barrel and then they just empty it out and it all like falls to the ground, all the empty shells. I like yeah. that as well. One of my favourite moments with a prop in a movie is uh, Val Kilmer in Tombstone. Just as the Johnny Ringo's done all like the gun flipping and bits like that, and he just does it with a. With a cup. Yeah, yeah. With the good. cup with this cup that he's got, and he just starts spinning it round and doing bits. That's a great just fuck you moment. Oh, it's one I work with watched that Val Kilmer documentary and very highly oh. recommends it. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones I want to get to, but I think it's gonna make me very, very sad. Yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, there is there's some good bits with, with props. Yeah. Yeah. Guns are always quite fucking cool, let's be honest, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I would advocate for them, but no. in movies. But that's why it's bike and work. Yeah. Um, Dylan Black Lantern's a gay friend of the show. I mean, they're all friends of the show, so they're asking questions. Of course they're friends. Oh, yeah. Hey, friends. Um, okay, so you're in charge of casting for the upcoming movie Boris vs. The Party. Who is on your talent wish list? So Boris is James Corden. Oh, oh, oh god how did you make it worse because oh, i intentionally that made it worse that genuinely you know like when something catches you in the back of your throat that it's that horrific that had that visceral reaction got you. it got you didn't it yeah yeah oh go on Ian, sorry <laughs> no no you're right um oh i don't know I mean, who else? So Carrie, who could you have as Carrie? You're going to have to cast people that you hate because otherwise the casting yeah. of them in these roles makes you dislike them. It's like I really struggle with the fact that Jimmy and Anderson plays Margaret Thatcher in The Crown. Yes. Yeah. It really upsets me. Mm. Very high yeah. degree of difficulty wank that. Yeah, it's a wank that. Mm. Rose. Not impossible, but it's tough. I mean, you'd have to hold a seance and like get a Victorian child ghost to play Reese Mark. No, I, I see, I've got an idea for this. So I have Matt Lucas playing Boris Johnson, but as the he's the he's a baby uh, drummer from um, Shooting, Shooting Stars. Stars, yeah, but just as just that, but as Boris Johnson. Okay. Um, and I would literally have, because Jacob Rees-Mogg never says anything of value whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I would literally have a Victorian hat rack, but dressed up in a oversized three-piece fucking suit that he always three-piece suit that he always wears. Mm. And I would have any of the characters when it goes to Jacob Rees-Mogg saying anything, they all turn around and there's just a shot. Of this Victorian hat rack in the fucking full Reese Mogg suit, it doesn't say anything. It can't because it's a hat rack. Mm-hmm. But everybody reacts to what it's just said. Does it have googly eyes? Why not? Okay, I'm on board with that. Yeah, that. 
I mean, who's playing Nadine Dorries? I feel like we could just like cast someone named Karen and get him pissed. Yeah, just just a, literally a a, a a fucking drunk. Go into a store, right? Wait for someone with that hairdo to ask for the manager. Take him out for some uh, probably prosecco because classless, and then just put them on. I mean, to be to be a scout Tory. You have to be the fucking lowest of the barrel of Tories. Mm. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. Neither do we, Siri. (laughs) Yeah, Carrie is a difficult one to cast. She's a fucking smug cunt, isn't she? I hate that woman. Yeah. To get over the ridiculousness of how I feel about her, I would cast a chimp in a wig. Sure. Being an NFT. Yeah, just an NFT. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would make it a movie that nobody wants to see. (laughs) And it's directed by the guy who directs Mrs. Brown's Boys. Sure. Isn't that fucking thing in the new Medea movie? Yes. Yeah. How to make the Medea movies worse. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> I've already watched two. James fucking called and that's a good shout. He's a hateable man. Yeah, he is. Um, are we all done on the Johnson one? Mm. I don't think we've got got very far. We didn't get very far. It's difficult. But but it is difficult. Because like you say, you don't want anybody that you like. I don't dislike Matt Lucas, by the way, but you don't want anyone that you like to be tarnished with that movie. I think, Judy like Dench said. can be in it. Anyway, I, I, I don't think I've got a liberal Judy Dench would be in that. Um, can you imagine trying to get people to do it? It'd be like a big no. <laughs> uh, It'd have to be like a full on fucking satire, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. You can't satirise it. No, you can't, because because you, if, if, if satirical writers wrote that, wrote what's happening, you go, oh, that's, on, that's, not, that's, that's not really realistic, is yeah. it? Um, TDP73, again, friend of the show, but we're all friend of the show. I'm still going to say it. You covered this. I know, but it's just in case somebody listens to it and goes, oh, they're not a friend of the fucking show. <laughs> Am I not a Imagine friend? Imagine a freak. <laughs> what am I chocolate living? <laughs> fucking hate that phrase. I, know you. I fucking hate I know that you. phrase. I know. Um... Should there be a stunt performance or performer category at the Oscars? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. One of the hardest fucking jobs. Yeah. The, Literally uh, putting their lives at risk. Yeah. Or, absolutely. Or like, jackets shocking oversight that there isn't. Yeah. Or even like stunt coordinator or something. Just an acknowledgement of stunts. Yeah, best stunts. Yeah. They say, but best stunt coordination or best stunt choreography. Or yeah, because like that. then that's not actually giving any credit to the person that's that's taking the risks, is it? The person that puts it together. Yeah. Well, best stunt, and then the the actual person and the person that's put it together and come up with how to do it safely can both get credit for it. Then. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it, it's not. It, it, it does seem to be the forgotten about category within the academy mm. Mm. and it, it, it probably is because they just it's they've never worked out how to award it and it seems difficult so they're just not more mm. um rick kidd at rick j kidd friend of the show um 
we've, we've heard your, minus Becky, but you've now heard it. Um, best films of the year, but what are your standout movie scenes of the year? Oh, God. Well, I, it's going to be from my best of, so I'm going to have a quick look back over my best of. Um, Bohemia from Tick Tick Boom. I mean, for me, I think it's the the sequence (gasps) where Bond's going up the stairs and then he kills the guy with the eye and then he's like, oh, I showed you that new thing here that really blew his mind and then a little smile he has (laughs) on his face after saying that. And then the... um, Q trying to talk him through how to dis- like uh, I think like disable that stuff or, to, or uh, open the roof, and then he just does it all, and that was just a fun little like <laughs> minute yeah. of great Bond stuff. Um, like I mean to be honest, I mean I know it's not a scene, but like the last twenty twenty five minutes of No Time to Die, if I can say that. I mean, yeah. What I would say that 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 would be 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 mine, yeah. It is just it it. I mean, it was both of our number one film of the year, but it was absolutely fucking captivating for that, um, for there for sure. Um, I would say as well, um, the the. I don't think it's been giving too much away, but there's a. I mean, it, it, it's set in Belfast, so of course there's a wake in it. But the the wake, the song, the song oh, I was just about to say that, in Belfast yeah. is brilliant because it is just it's it just it's fun and it's charming and it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that. You fucking thief. I'm a mind thief, am I? Yeah. Yeah. Mind thief, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So there's that, yeah. There's there's another one. I mean, the one in the night house. You're right on that. In the school. Mm. The one in the night house in the school, yeah, is good. But the one in the bookshop's good as well. Sure. Yeah. 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 There we go. Uh, I think... We have one more. Um, God clap, friend of the show. Um, a new category for your consideration are your end of year shows, maybe. What were your best non-2021 movies of that year? First time viewings only. No rewatches. I don't think we, do we, we, if anyone wants to come up with one a first time watch. From last year that, that really fucking took them apart. Um, that's a weird turn of phrase. Then cool, but yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. That a bad shout for a category next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything that, that made me go, "Holy fuck! Why haven't I watched that before?" Yeah, I'm just. I'm having a real quick look through now to see if I can see any. We rewatch a lot, man. We do rewatch a lot, yeah. I've tried to I've tried to cut that down a little bit. Clarice. Oh, that's a yep. nice shout. 
Hellraiser <laughs> Hell World. <laughs> uh, maybe not on that one. Mm. Uh, I do a lot of rewatches as well, you know. Castle in the Sky, actually. First time watching that last year. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Castle in the yeah, Sky. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Dave made a maze really. Did you really like Dave Made a Maze, didn't you? Yeah, that's a 2017. Mm. Oh, I'm kind of sad last night in Soho I didn't make any of our lists. It did make some of the, what is it? Was it It's like my number (laughs) seven worst. That's so sad. Um, Yeah, I can't think of one because I do, we do rewatch quite a lot. But then we also watch a lot of new movies, so, you know. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Don't nice. be a dick, you dick. <laughs> All of a sudden, I reckon I can work this out actually. Give me a second, I think I can sort by um, your rating highest first. Oh. Just remembering that time I rewatched Rocket Man. That was a good time. <laughs> Might rewatch that again. It's been a few months. Rocket Man. Yeah, I rewatch it every few months. You do actually, don't you? It makes me happy. Yeah, none of like the five star movies that I watched last year were First like new. What is it? They were just mm. they were all like old watches or new uh, films. Yeah, I am going back to. I'm in like two twenty twenty. I'm still like like an older movie that I haven't rewatched that has been like a five star banger for me. That's impressive. Right, I need to start watching it. Yeah, you've made us all rethink our whole collective yeah. film watching process. So nice. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yep. On the fucking start. Let's rewatch these more new ones. Yep. More new old ones. New, new old, yeah. Yeah. New to us. Yes. Like a second hand mm. car. Yeah. But filmy. What are we covering next week here? By the way, thank you very much for questions, guys, because we do actually really like lots of questions. So it was nice to have a good chunk of them. Yeah, too right. Um, so, yeah, no, it's... Uh, the moon is coming Falling. for us next week. Um, let's see how that is. No, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see with Moonfall. Um We'll also, uh, well, Mark and I will have Jackass forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we fucking will. Yep. I'm um, so excited. I have, a, I have a weird thing that I think Jackass forever in a mad way. If it at any point like, has like a real like nostalgia moment or anything like that, might make me cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you very much for listening, folks. So, yeah, we'll be back with those next week. Uh, also talking Ali for the folks on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Becky. Thanks, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much. And Jason Reitman, hey, you can suck my fucking dick. Good night. Lick my balls. Keep
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>